I'm a 20-year-old male. I live in a small, quiet town in the state of Ohio. One day I decided that I wanted to go camping in the woods because I'm an outdoors type of person and I could really use the fresh air. My girlfriend Tiffany wasn't too thrilled at the idea, so I went alone. Fast forward to a day later, and I had made it to the woods and found a really nice clearing in the shape of a circle that was surrounded by trees. It seemed like the perfect place to set up my camp. As I was setting up my tent, I thought that I heard footsteps off in the distance. I shrugged my shoulders, thinking it was just another camper nearby, and I went back to setting up my tent. There's a lake not too far from where my camp was, so I went over to the lake with my fishing pole, and I started fishing. After I was done, I began walking back to my camp, and that's when I noticed something that I didn't notice before. There was a poster of a missing girl. She had blonde curly hair, blue eyes, and she had a huge smile on her face. The poster read, Have you seen this girl? After reading the poster, I had an uneasy feeling in my stomach. I put my hand on my stomach and began walking back to my camp. A few hours later, the sun began to set and I'd started making my campfire now. While making the fire, I'd started thinking about the poster of the missing girl that I saw earlier. I could only imagine how her family's feeling right now, I said to myself. It was officially nighttime at this point, and I sat in front of the fire roasting marshmallows and hot dogs like a typical camper. As I finished up eating my food, I decided it was time to go to sleep, so I put out the fire, entered my tent, and then crawled into my sleeping bag. I would say a few hours went by when I suddenly woke up from hearing footsteps nearby. I wonder who that is, I thought to myself. I pretended like I was still asleep as the footsteps walked past the tent. But then I heard another sound. It was the sound of something brushing up against the tent. I opened my eyes and I turned my head to where I thought the sound was coming from. Well, I then saw the most terrifying thing that I'd ever seen. It was a silhouette of a man holding an object with a long handle. I quietly moved my head closer and I looked at the object's handle. I wanted to find out what he was holding. It was an axe. I began to quiver in fear as I'd seen the silhouette outside walking around my tent. What was going to happen to me? I thought to myself. After a few minutes of circling the tent, the silhouette finally walked away. I waited for what seemed like an eternity before I could gather all the courage to get out of that tent and run. I carefully zipped open the tent and I began to make a break for it. I ran for about five minutes straight. I then heard a growl from behind me. I turned around slowly and my eyes widened. Standing 20 feet away from me was a very deranged looking man. He was wearing all black, including a black leather jacket, biker boots, and shiny silver buckles. The most disturbing part was that he had cuts all over his face. He then gave me a stomach-turning smile, showing off his set of nasty yellow teeth, and he began walking toward me with his axe. That's when I turned back around and took off, all the while I can hear the man chasing after me. I ran for about 10 minutes until I finally saw my car parked out in the distance. I ran straight to my car, unlocked my car door, got inside, 
and then turned on the car and drove off. As I was driving, I was looking in the rearview mirror, and I'd seen the man once again. He was just standing in the middle of the road, smiling directly at me. I'm now back home with my girlfriend, and I've never told her about the encounter, but as I'm writing this, I can still hear those sounds of the growls and laughter right outside my window. I can't get it out of my head. I know that it's all just in my head, but I just can't forget it. That was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. This is gonna be a long one, so I apologize in advance, but the background details are necessary for this story. I'm a 20-year-old female. I was recently in Africa on vacation with my family, and we had stayed two nights at a desert camp in the Sahara. The first night, my sister and I were talking and hanging out with these guys who worked there, who were probably all around the ages of 20 to 35. It seemed like they were just very friendly and harmless. I noticed at the campfire that night that one of the guys started paying more attention to me specifically, and I felt a little uncomfortable, but I figured it was just a language barrier or something. So out in the desert, you can see the stars really well, and even the Milky Way on clear nights. But you have to wait for the moon to go down, which is around 2am. I guess it's a normal thing for the guys to come around to the tents. Which are luxury tents, by the way. They're furnished with beds, lights, a toilet and shower, as well as a lock on the doors. So not your typical camping. They knock on the door to see if you're awake, and if you want to come out to look at the stars. My sister and I were sharing a tent. My parents in a separate one across the walkway. The first night around midnight, I had told my sister that I was way too tired to go out because I was falling asleep. So she left to look at the stars without me, and I didn't lock the door because I didn't want her to get locked out if I fell asleep. Well, fast forward about an hour, and I'm on my side asleep, when I suddenly wake up to then see a head peeking in from the tent door. I thought it was my sister, so I then groggily asked her, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? because it was just really weird the way she was standing there. I start to wake up more, and I realize it's this fucking guy from the campfire's head, and he's peeking in my room while I'm asleep. Now, it could have just been a simple misunderstanding, but I felt totally violated with my privacy, especially because, you know, we're on their territory in the middle of the fucking desert. Like, I'm not kidding, we had to take a 30-minute truck ride into the dunes, I was in a fight or flight at that moment. He literally woke me up with a panic attack, and I started totally freaking out. So I went to the door and I told him I was tired. He kept trying to get me to come out to the dunes with a blanket. Classic male move. But I just kept saying that I didn't feel good and I was really tired, which was true. At this moment, I didn't know where my sister was. I don't know where my family is and I'm totally disoriented as fuck, and all I know is this man standing in front of me, literally just watching me sleep. I also don't know how long he was there for. It could have been a literal second, or it could have been two minutes, but either way, I was high-key horrified by this. I told him no yet again, and that I'd look at the stars tomorrow. He told me he wouldn't be at the camp the next night, and that's why he wanted to go out tonight, but I wouldn't budge. Once he finally realized that I wasn't going to come outside, 
He asked me if he could have my number, and I told him no, I have a boyfriend. I don't, but it seemed the only way this man would respect my disinterest by knowing I was with another man. Well, after I said that, he asked me for my first name. I ended up giving it to him because I didn't really think it would do much harm. I then said goodnight, and I locked the door this time. I then went to the bathroom, and I had really bad diarrhea. This isn't really important to the story. I just wanted to show that he scared the literal shit out of me. And while I was on the toilet, I heard him come back and start calling my name from outside the tent. But I just stayed quiet and didn't say anything. I finished in the bathroom and went back to bed, still trying to calm down from what had just happened because my heart was racing, and I still heard him calling my name. I laid in bed as still as I could, and I didn't say anything. I tried texting my dad, but he wasn't answering, and I didn't really feel comfortable leaving the tent. Finally, my sister came back, and my dad was with her. So I told them what just happened, and they were really confused. They thought it was weird, but the conversation didn't really go much further than that. The next day, I had brought it up at breakfast yet again, and my sister and dad basically told me that I was just being dramatic about it, and that I should really just stop talking about it already, because it wasn't that big of a deal. Literally, my mom was the only one who agreed that it wasn't okay at all. So, it's now the second night, and my sister and I were both out under the stars talking to the guys and relaxing. Keep in mind, though, it's very dark, and you can't see any of the faces. So, I was having a normal conversation with this one guy. I couldn't see him that well, and all was going well. After a while, he asked if I remember him. And I'm like, well, no, I can't really see you. So he tells me to shine a light on him. And so I do. And wouldn't you know, it's the same motherfucker from my tent. I especially wasn't expecting him to be the dude right in front of me because he told me he wouldn't be there that night. Which leads me to believe that he had picked up a shift just to see me. But I can't be too sure about that. Who really knows why he was there? But surprisingly... He was fine that night, and he actually respected my boundaries this time. So I decided not to say anything to the other guys who ran the camp. I was honestly planning on doing so if he did anything remotely uncomfortable, but he didn't. So the next morning we left the area, and a few days later, I actually started getting message requests on Instagram. This motherfucker found me. I had accidentally tagged the whole desert. So you're telling me he found me based on my name and location, not even a specific location, an entire desert, and my name isn't even unique either. Anyway, he starts messaging me, and although I'm creeped out, I'm also thinking, well, he's harmless, I might as well see what he says. He says, and I quote, You know, I'm really so happy to find your account. I was really looking for you trying to find you for a long time which I found highly creepy to even say to someone. But again, it could have just been a cultural difference, but who knows? I didn't answer, and he messaged me again a few days later, asking me how I was. But yeah, I didn't answer. I'm really curious to know what everyone else thinks about this, and if I really was overreacting, or if you think my gut feeling was actually right. I mean, he seemed to be actually harmless in the end, but you never know.
On YouTube and in many articles, the Kenny Veach MCAVE case has been widely discussed and theorized many times. Kenny Veach was a father and a husband who loved hiking for many days out in the Mojave Desert in southern Nevada. He also had a YouTube channel called Snake Bit McGee, containing videos of his adventures out in the desert. One day, however, he had posted a comment online about this strange cave that he had found while hiking in this canyon called Picture Canyon, just north of Las Vegas. He talked about this cave that he had found having a capital letter M shape for the top of the opening of the cave, and how the cave was dark and deep. Now, Kenny was not only a longtime desert explorer, he was also a longtime cave explorer as well, and he's gone into many caves before, and is very comfortable inside them. He explained in this comment how as he began to enter this particular M-shaped cave, he began to feel this bizarre sensation that he could only describe as a vibrating sensation, as well as a feeling of fear and dread, and how it became so bad that it just really spooked him, and he then took off running from the cave's entrance. His comment that he posted got a lot of people intrigued, encouraging him to go back and film the cave to document it. So he brought a firearm and some flashlights so he can be fully equipped for exploring the cave. He first hiked up to this pass called Wild Horse Pass, where an abandoned vertical mine shaft is, before dropping down the other side into Picture Canyon while videoing his voyage. He could not relocate the cave on this trip. Many people on the internet began calling his story fake and calling him a liar. Basically, he was pressured to go back. The final time he went out, he never returned, and he's been missing ever since. Many people have gone out to that area, and there's a few caves out there that have an M-shape to them. One was actually on Kenny's video, and the other one was discovered by exploring abandoned mines in unusual places, and he actually went into the cave. Interestingly enough, he finds an old glass bottle and an Area 51 warning sign. Now, there's a theory floating around that the M-Cave was an entrance to some secret underground military facility, and that the vibrating and dreadful sensation that Kenny felt was from an access denial system, which uses either long-wave radiation, like infrared radiation in microwaves, or infrasound, sound that is too low to be audible, but can also cause feelings of fear and dread, and a vibrating sensation. As to what actually happened to Kenny, some suggest that he was actually assassinated after he went into the cave, or he went out there to take his own life, or to just run away and start out fresh somewhere else. The cave in question was located near some Air Force bases, with Area 51 being fairly close, but who really knows? This happened to me last year. Here's a little background. I live in Canada, and I'm really big into hunting and the outdoors. I'm a 24-year-old male. Here in Canada, the deer hunting season has just started, and I always love hunting earlier. But at this time, due to my work, I could only get out hunting during rifle season. So I called my buddy Kyle, and I asked him if he wanted to head out for the weekend on some land he owns, just to make it easier. The land he owns is over two miles of forest, and a river about a half a mile in, and the only way in is by quad. So we packed my truck and trailer, and we left. And of course, we picked up two cases of beer. We got to his land at about 5 p.m. We unloaded our gear into the small quad trailer, and set out. 
We had to cross the river to get to the spot that we had scouted in the spring. After about an hour of trying to find a good place to set up camp, we found a perfect spot. Kyle is more of the let go kind of guy, so he set up the tent and I made the fire, and we sat and made some burgers. At this point, it was already about 10 p.m. After a few beers, I got up because I couldn't find my phone, so I walked over to the quads. From where we parked the quads, it was about 50 yards. As I'm looking for my phone, I hear this loud scream. But it wasn't like a human scream. It made the hair on my neck stand up. And I then hear Kyle yelling, You scream like a fucking girl! I just ignored him, and me being me, I decided to walk towards where I heard the scream. I maybe walked about 10 feet from the quad, and I hear a gunshot. I ran back to Kyle, then asking, Dude, why the fuck are you shooting? He then tells me then he could have sworn he heard someone talking. Well, as he said that, we heard the scream again, but this time it really scared the fuck out of us. After that, we both decided to stay up. It was already well into 2am, and I still couldn't find my phone. It was a little after 2.30am, and Kyle fell asleep. Shortly after that, I fell asleep too, but I later woke up to that same fucking scream yet again. This time I took a big flashlight that I would brought with us, and my gun, and I walked over further into the bush. I got to a point on the edge of a small grassy area, and I then shined the light all around. Well, I started looking, and in this small open area, I then seen this thing crouch down with long arms. It's very skinny, and it then stood up. I swear it was like eight feet tall. It looked straight at me. It had pale eyes, sharp teeth like razors, and then just stood there. I tried getting myself to move, but I couldn't. It then again let out that horrible scream. I then dropped my flashlight, and I turned and ran back to the camp. Kyle was still sleeping, and I hear what sounds like crashing then following me. I wake up Kyle, and I tell him we're leaving now. At first, he didn't want to wake up, but he jumped as soon as that thing screamed again. We left our tent and everything there. We jumped on the quads and got the fuck out of there. As we crossed the river, there was something laying on the opposite side of the river, and as I got closer, it was a deer, and it had bite marks all over it. But what was really fucked up is its head was completely gone. That gave me every reason to get the fuck out of there. We got back to my truck, and I didn't even load up the quads. We just finally had enough of whatever the fuck that thing was. I floored it out of there. On the way back to his place, both of us were quiet. Neither one of us really said a word about what had just happened. By the time we got to his house, the sun was slowly starting to come out. We went inside, and he fell asleep pretty fast. But I couldn't. All I could think about is what that thing was and how it screamed at us. The worst part about it is what would have happened to us if we had both fallen asleep. Would we have ended up just like that deer? I haven't been able to sleep since this happened. Neither of us had gone back to get our gear. It's been about four days since this happened. Me and Kyle plan on going back to get our gear tomorrow. I really hope to hell we don't ever see that thing again.
So here's an update. About a week after that happened, I decided to go out and see what was left of our stuff. Kyle said he never ever wanted to go near that place again though. So I said, well shit, I guess it's just me. So I hopped in my truck and I drove to the property. It was about 1pm when I got there. And it was a really sunny day, but it was a bit on the colder side. The first thing I saw was my quad upside down and Kyle's quad was basically on its side fenders, and it was also scratched up very badly. My tires were flat, and there were claw marks. So I stopped for what felt like an hour, but was probably only about 10 minutes, to think how am I going to do this? I'm alone. So I grabbed my gun, and I made my way out. Now on foot, it takes roughly about 45 to 50 minutes to get to the spot, but I did make it past the river, and I paused. All I saw was a blood trail. So me being me, I followed it slowly, and I started going off the trail. But then from my left, about 50 yards, I saw this fucking thing hiding beside a tree, just looking at me. Yeah, fuck this, I said to myself. I then ran out, and I crossed to the river. All I heard was that same fucking thing screaming again. I made it back to my truck, and I didn't even take what was left of the quads. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I was just on my way back, calling Kyle, then just telling him that there was nothing left of our stuff. We haven't spoken about that day in over a year. Now, I've had a lot of people not believe this, and I honestly wish I knew exactly what that was that we saw. I know that we had guns, but what we saw definitely changed the way I saw hunting. In the end, I don't ever want to see that thing again or ever hear that horrible scream. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone. And remember, to always, stay.